reviewing TV shows and films, dishing out sports picks and dimes, providing you a slice of economics with a hidden gem tied in. Become a paid subscriber to Preston Super Show at anchor.fm slash Preston's Super Show slash subscribe. Thanks for listening and God bless. Welcome to Preston Super Show. A little bit of snow on the ground this morning. It's a little bit chilly. Damp. Had coffee and you're still like, oh, you know, I still need some some more. I just, it's just cold. Just cold on the bones. But it was a good weekend, right? Bell Tour, then UFC, XFL, four games, NASCAR race. It's all exciting. Everything was exciting. And I'm starting to focus more on the reviews, less on the recaps, focus more on what's current, what's present, and what's coming up in the near future. So what we have today is the 1923 finale, the review, and then I'm going right into the XFL power rankings. Ah, yeah, boy. For 1923, the finale was as good as that was going to get, in my opinion. Everything came full circle. Some parts that were sprinkled in kept going. So they kept having the storyline of uh, Banner and uh, his employer. You know, they kept that storyline involved and it intermingled with what's going on on the Yellowstone with the Dutton family. I think overall, leaving it all on a cliffhanger how everything got left on a cliffhanger was still pretty explainable. Like it's not like it's unexplained because 1923 and 1883 are good origin stories that really set the stage for Yellowstone. If you didn't like Yellowstone, 1923 and 1883, you'll absolutely love. And although I do love the show, I still feel like there's so many peaks and valleys with the writing and the way it ended not to skip so far ahead on the review but just the way it ended everything ending in a cliffhanger that's predictable in my opinion just seems to be very odd because now if it doesn't get a second season uh that's like minted you know what i mean like that's it's gonna be it's the value on this show will go up if it doesn't have a, a second season because of the way it ended. But I will say, 1883 seemed like what could they do because so many people died. Um, it didn't feel like there was much of a story left. Everybody's still here with a fighting chance. 
you know, the Yellowstone Ranch still has a chance to be saved. They could still do do the deal with the mortgage if you caught that Easter egg. Um, and that would be 30 years from then, which would be a whole nother story in 30 years. I don't think that equates to the current Yellowstone time frame, but it would be a 30 year mortgage where they could pay that back and then they would keep the rights to the Yellowstone. So that, I mean, that's going to be on the table. Then the other thing is Tiana Rainwater and her two compadres on the uh, escape, really, from the Catholic priest and the law. And old Johnny Law's writing after her, but he's also not liking what he's seeing from these these priests, and he's not liking uh, what's what uh, he's witnessing with how many of the kids are ending up dead at this school. So. There's a lot of uh, uncertainty on how that's going to play out because he makes the Catholic priest go with him um, on this chase while they're looking for Tiana Rainwater because the law doesn't know what she looks like. And at that time, there's no real way to have a good idea of what she looks like without that person actually being there. So everything added up there, that ends in a cliffhanger. They're just, I mean, even with over an hour show, there's just not enough time. And then it was like an hour and seven minutes. So even with that, you move on to Spencer probably having the better go of things up until the end of that, uh, the end of the episode. But Spencer was having a good old time. But you know... It was just going too good. It was too good to be true. They're on international waters. And basically they promise that they're going to get him to shore. And then from there he'll be, you know, on his on his own to get home. But for her, they're not going to let her go with him. And I thought that was weird. And it became very dramatic and over dramatized. I think on that part of it. So that ends in a cliffhanger. But obviously... She has the letters and some mail with his address that they read together in the previous episodes about wanting him to return the Yellowstone being in danger, which it truly is. And Taylor Sheridan and his uh, his partners on this episode and everybody that worked on it did a really stellar job. I just feel like everything ending on a cliffhanger was, was kind of like very tv like, that was very more primetime TV than what I expect on the uh, streaming service. So, I mean, it was good from that standpoint because now you got, you really want to see what's going to happen next. But don't get your hopes up. See, that's what I always say about these shows. Because when you get these high profile actors and actresses on these shows, they tend to have other plans. Like, ah, the money's not there. The money's, they want more all of a sudden. Things get complicated in that, in show business. So hopefully that it all, it all pans out. But when 1883 didn't pan out, I don't have any faith in a second season for this show. I'm not even listening because let me give you the scoop on that. When 1883 was going, they were like, yeah, it's going to have a second season. They were all telling us there was going to be second season, everything on the Internet, too, which you can't trust that. But they even had on the biggest fan pages, the wiki fandoms and all that had where it would be 
a slot for the second season. Already created. Already stuff. They were trying to get stuff on there. And there was they, there was no second season. One season, folks. So I don't believe in that until I see it. And especially with Paramount Plus. Because I love Paramount Plus personally. But their biggest issue is that it's hard for them to win people over being a standalone service. And then on top of that, you have sh- some shows that people have already seen or that they're not into. And they're already on Netflix and HBO and all these other things. And then they're like Paramount's their last resort. But I, I honestly really like Paramount. I just think that it's hard for them to be a standalone service. So they brought in what did they do bring in Showtime. But but see, Showtime's also also struggling. So you got two. You know what I mean? You got two kind of ugly fish in a bowl there. So we'll see what happens. But same thing with Hulu, you know, about, you know, to be possibly sold off. I always thought they operated better as a standalone service. And I prefer the standalone service. Uh, I like to see what their options are. But I just think Paramount is its just harder for them because of how they came in. And now they're playing catch up. But I still have my subscription. So they can say what they want, but I still have my subscription. And then with Showtime, I just don't, there's nothing on Showtime besides maybe one or two shows on there that I watch. So I just can't really get jiggy with Showtime. But Netflix, of course, they brought it down to seven bucks a month for people. I mean, it's pretty close to Paramount, five bucks a month. So it's pretty close. But I still think Paramount's got everybody beat. Hulu's going to have the trouble going down the road. But then it's going to get better because they'll have more independent content. Because they're catching on. Like, you know, those people that sit in front of the computer all day, they catch on to these things. This still reminds me in 1923 of that good versus evil. The good prevails. Like, that's how I feel still. I still feel like the good's going to prevail. Like, well, Banner's not liking his employer. I can draw that conclusion after what he's seen with the prostitutes there. So after you see that little episode, you're like, okay, that's going to fizzle out. Something's going to come up because of that. And then if it doesn't, then I guess that was just first show. I guess that was that's all that was just some added effects but if it does amount to something it changes banner's perspective on the situation it makes him go after what he truly wants and that's vengeance he wants blood and he wants to take it by force and what's going to end up happening is if this doesn't work out with this planning and plotting from his employer that wants to go in and do this let's do this so smart and They think they're just going to come out from under the Duttons because they're not going to be able to pay. I think they'll have another thing coming because I think they will be able to work it out. Like I said, good versus evil. And then you have the situation of Spencer coming home. Is he going to be able to come home? Yes. Is she going to come there to the the ranch and meet him? It's going to be a big happy day. Yes. But then... What happens after all that? That's what we're watching. That's what we want to see a second season for. 
Then they pull up on old boy and they beat the hell out of him. And um, that still has to be answered. So there's four major things that got to be answered. So there needs to be a second season. I call for it. I still believe in Paramount Plus to get over the hump. To get over that hump. And I think Showtime can help them more than hurt them. But I think more importantly, just putting out the content and just letting people know that you have it is your best bet with that with that business. The marketing they're going to do on their own anyways. Hulu, I feel the same way about it's going to be good. I do think Hulu's a good service. Tubi, I really find Tubi the most interesting of all. Free service that doesn't offer a paid plan and just bizarre but they do really well and yeah, that that one's bizarre to me so when i come back we have xfl power rankings heading into week five talking a tad bit about week four but now it's passed so i'm just going to give you the the scores a little bit of the the meaning behind those games but i picked all four right by the way so you know if you're listening you're getting value so overall, that last episode of 1923, I give it five stars. The best character was Spencer. Throwing Buddy over the ship, beating him down. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. After he came and slapped him. Yeah, that's what did you think was going to happen, pal, after you challenged him to a duel? So we move on. XFL power rankings time. I enjoyed the XFL. I thought it was fun this weekend. A little bit too predictable, in my opinion. Arlington, now you see that they really don't have much offense behind the running game. They were beat by the Battlehawks, 24-11. Battlehawks moved to 3-1 on the season. Arlington Renegades moved to 2-2 on the season. That's really what I have to say about that game. Uh, how about the Battlehawks packing in 38,000 people into that stadium to watch? Uh, I should say the dome, not a stadium, but a dome to watch that game. Big win for them. DC Defenders toppled the Vegas Vipers 32-18. to uh, Perez wasn't there playing, but he just wasn't doing much. They go to 0-4 on the year. DC moves to four and zero. They remain undefeated. Just too tough to beat right now, um, unless they're playing Houston. And then, uh, while I'm speaking of Houston, they took on the Orlando Guardians and the Houston Roughnecks. Dominate the Orlando Guardians, forty-four to sixteen. Houston moves to four and zero on the season. The Orlando Guardians are zero and four, tied for the Vegas Vipers as worst in the XFL. Who would have thunk it? And then uh, let's not forget, last but not least at all, because both these teams are have fighting chances all the way um, down the stretch, in my opinion. And that's the Seattle Sea Dragons, who upended, I won't say upset, I'll say they upended the San Antonio Brahmas 15-6 final score. Now Seattle moves to 2-2 two and two on the season, and the Brahmas move to 1-3 on the season the year 
So that's the XFL quick recap. Now, let's talk about those power rankings, and I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to give you a reason why for each team. Number one, Houston Roughnecks on top of the power rankings. And they have to remain there, in my opinion, because until someone or some team shows me otherwise, the Houston Roughnecks are not losing. And they have just every side of the ball covered right now. So they're number one. Number two, the DC Defenders are number two on my slot. They continue to outperform expectations and win behind Tamu in the creativity of that team. Very creative. And the defensive creativity is right there uh, with the offensive side. Really, they're going stride for stride. Number three, I'm solid on the St. Louis Battlehawks being number three on the power rankings. I really, truly believe they're the number three team uh, behind AJ McCarron's arm. And he does have a good arm. He when he, His mechanics are solid. That's one thing I will say about him. His mechanics are solid. And he has the talent. The defense is playing hard, physical. It's going to be tough to beat uh, St. Louis down the stretch. Number four could have been number three. Just not there yet. But they're getting there. They're looking to be that team. Seattle Sea Dragons. And I know they're two and two, but still, folks, they're better than Arlington after we've we've watched these four weeks of football in the XFL. Number five, I'm actually going to push Arlington down a notch and give the number five spot to the St. Louis Brahmas because I feel like they got a bad taste in their mouth after that that loss they took uh, at home. And I, I, uh, well, I, that loss they took in Texas, I should say. And, uh, I feel like after that loss, they've still been walking around with it. And I think they're going to turn it around. I think they're going to start playing better. And I do think Vegas will start playing better too. But I'm going to put the Brahmas above Arlington because Arlington looks flat these last two weeks. And the Brahmas have had some energy. They've had some spark. They just need their quarterback to get it together. Defense has got to step up too. Um, so you see how it's progressing. So you can almost guess these next spots. It's tough. I know some people want to put Vegas higher, but I have to put Arlington above Vegas at the number six spot because Arlington will still beat Vegas if it comes down to an, a single elimination game in my mind. They still have the great determination from their uh, their run game and their offensive line. Their quarterback's just young, and he's you can tell he's got some inexperience there, you know. And with Vegas, the problem they have is that they're they just don't play. They're not playing fundamental football. They're away from the fundamentals right now, and Arlington's still playing fundamental defense. I like their defense now. You have to go to uh, Vegas at the seventh spot. And the Vegas Vipers are number seven because they're still better than Orlando. But they're they're not better than anybody else right now until they show me otherwise. And then number eight, you know it, Orlando Guardians 0-4 with Vegas. Um, and, and they both just look pretty ugly out there. And Vegas had, you know, flashes and glimpses of 
of some pretty good, cool things, but they weren't playing fundamental football. And that's why they got beat. So there are your power rankings for XFL week five. And we are heading into a great week for the XFL. USFL has released their schedule. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and give you a little bit of that right when I come back. Thank you. The XFL has better logos than the USFL, though. And I like the USFL. As a matter of fact, I love it. But I'll just say that logo wise, it's not even it's not even close. So here we go. We got week one, April 15th, Saturday at three o'clock central time. The Philadelphia Stars take on the Memphis Showboats. That's going to be cool. Then you got the New Jersey Generals taking on the Birmingham Stallions later that day. Um, it'll be at 7 or 6.30 p.m. Central Time on Fox. Both games on Fox. Then uh, the next day you're going to wake up. You're going to have some coffee and a biscuit. A little bit of uh, you know, spicy dip. I don't know why you have spicy dip, but you're going to have it. And then you're going to watch the Michigan Panthers first. The Houston Gamblers. And you know Houston's got to represent. That's one thing about Houston. They represent. They have a team in everything. Uh, I, I like that about Houston. And uh see, that's a weird-looking G, though, I will say. Like, it works. Like, I, I see what they're doing. Okay, I take I take that back a little bit. It does look kind of cool, but it kind of looks like a C, though. <laughs> yeah, it kind of looks like a C. Well, that one's on NBC and Peacock. 11 in the morning. You got to wake up early. You got to get the. You ain't going to be able to have spicy dip for that one. No. Later on, you can. For um, Pittsburgh Maulers versus the uh, Philadelphia Breakers. Or, I mean, the New Orleans Breakers. Why am I thinking Philadelphia? Philadelphia Breakers, does that sound good? Nah. New Orleans Breakers. I'm liking those guys. I hope they're good. Because that's a cool name to have to not be good. Like, you're the breakers and you guys suck. <laughs> Ain't breaking shit. <laughs> like, oh man. Why'd we pick that name? Should have been something more humble. My plan is to do XFL through the whole season, move into USFL, keep going with MMA, give you the NASCAR picks on Sunday for the Cup series. And most importantly, not cram in too much. Try to give you a day or so in between that we have time to absorb the knowledge. And then later this week, I'll toss you out to Hidden Gym. Make sure you're watching for when I'm dropping new information, new stuff in the uh, store. Also, oddmanout.ninja. But go check out the shop thelastsauce.etsy.com and I'm going to do a podcast on this um, but it's going to be better to do a video podcast so I can show you I'm planning one um, I don't have an exact time but I'm planning one and I've got it pretty much thought out uh, created a board game and it's in the Etsy shop you go to thelastsauce.etsy.com you're going to go ahead and see that board game there Captain's Curse created my own board game Something I've always wanted to do. Uh, so I want to share that with you today Why? that's uh, fresh in my head. Other than that, stay hungry out there. Stay striving for greatness and goodness. And it's coming your way. Just like 
depressing super show is coming your way. Ladies and gentlemen, just like the hands of time, I'm turning it over to you. Good night and God bless. Palms 37.4.